Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We're hours away from Christmas Eve. We're glad you're with us. Got some football and basketball to talk about tonight. Because I know it's a busy, busy time for everyone. Speaking of busy, he is very busy because he's the star of our show, the Minister of Information. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, what's going on? Great to be with you and Brad Huber on this December the 23rd. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all. And even though it is the holiday season, there is plenty going on in sports, including right now the Indiana Pacers at risk of dropping five of six games. They are going to lose tonight to the Orlando Magic waning seconds. And the Pacers, their record is going to fall again. 117-110 the final. Indiana is 14-14. But an opportunity tomorrow for the Indianapolis Colts, 8-6, right in the middle of that AFC wildcard chase. But as we'll tell you about tonight, the Colts are going to miss two key pieces of their offense tomorrow. We'll tell you who a little bit later on. Also, some high school basketball action on the way. Another couple wins for Flory, Badunga, and Kokomo. Butler drops a tough one in overtime to Providence. We'll go into that as well. Plenty more getting you set for Christmas Eve tonight on IST. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. A lot of basketball to talk about. This time of year, obviously, if you were by a television, it's bowl season and um, coming up on friday the 29th two o'clock start for the sun bowl oregon state taking on notre dame notre dame the expert for us dr lynn clark from irish 101 lynn thanks so much for the call in advance happy uh holidays merry christmas happy new year it's always great to talk to you and especially this time of year i know you're very very busy but friday night Friday night we have a matchup, the boy, or excuse me, the Irish in the Sun Bowl, and in this day and age, the question is who's playing, who's not playing, <laughs> who's in, who's out, all those kinds of things. Uh, it's a it's a new world, it's a new frontier out there. Well, Bob, Merry Christmas to you and your staff as well. Thank we'll you. Football and a little basketball. The football news: the Irish sure. are continuing to prepare for their matchup with Oregon State next sat uh, next Friday in the uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, which will be played in El Paso, Texas. But this past week, it was National Signing Day with Notre Dame considered to have the eighth best recruiting class in the country. And uh, the Irish did get their top quarterback prospect, C.J. Carr, who's all on campus already practicing, going through bowl game <laughs> drills. But then a couple of Hoosier mm-hmm. natives were part of that class signed by Marcus Freeman and his coaching staff. They include offensive line and Styles Prescott out of Hamilton Southeastern and safety Bronte Johnson from Fort Wayne North. So it's good to see that Hoosier connection continuing right. with the Fighting Irish under this uh, coaching staff of Marcus Freeman. And speaking of coaching staffs, some changes. Marcus Freeman is going to have his third offensive coordinator in his third year as Jared Parker has left to take the head coaching job at Troy. Mike Denbrock will have his third stint with the Fighting Irish. He's coming back to South Bend after spending the past two seasons with Brian Kelly at LSU. See, the one thing, I'm glad I coached basketball because 
Yeah, there's certainly movement when you're – I was fortunate to coach two different schools and never have to move, but that doesn't happen. But if you're in the football world trying to track down a head coaching job, you literally – you could be changing jobs every year or every two years. It's, it's crazy. And I think from a coaching standpoint as a head coach – it would drive me crazy to have to remove to replace a coordinators on the bait on what seems like a regular basis around the country. Well, those coaching jobs are kind of like media jobs as well. You know, yeah. you never yeah. never unpack your bags, but it's the lay of the land, and uh, continuity is the big thing that Marcus Freeman has preached. Now, this is not starting from scratch because there is a history with Mike Denbrock. He understands sure. the culture, yeah. so it should be hitting the, the ground running really quick. So we, we hope it's a home run hire by Irish Nation, uh, but there is some continuity back. And, you know, it's a big job uh, being the offensive coordinator of uh, the University of Notre Dame. But uh, we'll see what happens next week. Four captains were named for the Sun Bowl next week because three of them opted out. J.D. Bertrand is the only captain who said mm-hmm. he's going to play. So you've got uh, D.J. Brown, a def- defensive back, who's going to be named a captain, as well as Milk Vinson, a walk-on long snapper. And the other one is kind of eluding my mind right now. So we'll have to wait for another six days for the Fighting Irish to conclude that 2023 football season. But, Bob, there was basketball last night. Notre yeah, Dame in a must-win situation yep. against Marisette Purcell Pavilion, but they do improve to 5-7. and seven with a 60-56 to 56 win over Maris Marcus Burton with 21 points. This is the fourth time he has scored over 20 points. But mm-hmm. an interesting week as the Fighting Irish were blown out in earlier in the week by the Citadel by 20 points. And in the postgame, Micah Shrewsbury basically said, and he challenged his players, if you don't want to be here, I'll find you a team that you can play <laughs> on. If you want to be a part of this culture, <laughs> right, be with right. me. But he did mention that December 22nd is really going to be a, a, a pivotal date in terms of that culture, as he talked about the team actually coming together, togetherness, and so everybody was on the same page. A close game, but he said they're making progress. Well, they are making progress. Uh, They happen to play in one of the most difficult leagues, haven't got into conference play yet. However, they haven't shied away from people in their non-conference schedule, and it, it, it does take time. And, um, you know, he's, it, it takes time for him to recruit, takes time to get his system implemented and for everyone to do that. And so uh, it will be a work in progress for most of the year, quite frankly. I'd be stunned if it isn't. Well, he'll have to wait until December 30th, a week from today, to take on an ACC opponent as Virginia will come into Purcell Pavilion. And we'll see uh, what this break in the action might do to help that team increase their togetherness but you can really look in the face of Michael Shrewsbury. He is a guy who hates to lose. And you can mm-hmm, see this bothering mm-hmm. him. He's in uncharted waters, but a, really a breath of fresh air. Mike Bray was a great coach for Notre Dame. But right, Michael right. Shrewsbury is talking about building the foundation. You have to do that with togetherness. You hear the music. Can you hang on through this short break? I sure can. Perfect. Lynn Clark and I will come back, talk more Notre Dame on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish 101, stays with us. All right, Irish, as you mentioned, to open up uh, ACC play next, is it Friday? No, next Saturday uh, against Virginia in the ACC opener. The Notre Dame football team will play Oregon State on Friday, so a big week coming up for the Fighting Irish. Right. Um, somebody's mad at him in the league office, making him have to start with Virginia to open up league play. (laughs) 
Well, that's uh, going to be an interesting way to round out 2023, but it's also going to be a, a challenge right out of the get-go. And uh, this is something that could be used by Micah Shrewsbury to really motivate his team. But, Bob, this is still a young team. Over the past couple of years, oh, Mike yeah. Ray has always talked about playing old. But only one player, Marcus Burton, the freshman for Mr. Basketball, mm-hmm. averaging in double figures, 16 points a game. And then the, the next highest player is J.R. Kinesny, who has really started to come on just under double figures. So they still need a couple of players to get into that double-figure range. And then turnover is a big problem for the Fighting Irish. They average 13 a game. So it goes back to the fundamentals. You've coached basketball. Bob, what do you do for right. these young guys to get them ready for a Virginia Cavaliers team? Well, what you do is you go you always go back number go back to the practice floor, number one, refocus on your fundamentals, go back to the core, go back to the, the basics, if you will. And uh, you also work on their minds because they've got to be reeling right now. They've got to be confused. They're none of them, most of them haven't been in this kind of situation before. So uh, more than anything, I think I'd start. I'd start with their minds and work my way back to the fundamentals. If if it were me, but I'm just a I'm a crazy old uh, sports talk show host. What do I know? Well, well, I really like the strategy of Micah Shrewsbury. I know he's a little frustrated because everybody wants to win. But if you yeah. establish that culture, get everybody together on the same page, right. then you're starting to build culture that's just going to pay dividends in the next couple of years when these players start to play older. But it comes down to players. And right now, I think Matt Zona and Tay Davis really need to step up on the inside because Notre Dame really lacks that big guy, that presence right. on the inside that Notre Dame has traditionally had in the past. He's Dr. Lynn Clark. We could not do this show without him talking about Notre Dame. Again, Merry Christmas tomorrow, or excuse me, Monday. And thanks, Lynn, for all you do for us. Merry Christmas again, Bob, to you and the staff. Everybody be safe. Thanks so much. Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Sports Network, the best at what he does, talking high school hoops on the Kokomo Phil Cox Memorial Tournament. The champions happen to be the hosts. Kokomo beats Jeffersonville 64-57 to win it. Uh, The third-place game, South Bend Riley beats Mountain Vernon of Fortville, 49-48. Greg, thanks for the call. What a great tournament you had to call this past weekend. It is a fantastic field. Your Plainfield Quakers are a good team. They finished seventh. Warren Central's a good team. They finished fifth. And so much of the conversation about 4A tends to be about the schools in the Indianapolis area. And and Kokomo Mm -hmm. is kind of been lumped into that group, but they've been thought to be the best team outside of Indianapolis. I can tell you this, both South Bend Riley and Jeffersonville are going to be a factor in the 4A state tournament. And I walk right. away from Memorial Gymnasium after the last two days thinking 4A is going to be great this year because there are so many different permutations of teams that I think they can make deep tournament runs. Our pairing show is going to be real fun come the middle of February. Uh, and again, it's 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 there, there's not the generational team like we had, say Warren Central in eighteen or Ben Davis mm-hmm. last year. What we do have mm-hmm. is we have several really good teams, and for two of the teams that we mentioned tonight, Mount Vernon's playing largely sophomores, Jeffersville's playing largely juniors. Bob, it's a fun year so far. That's going to continue. All right, you need to not continue. You need to take a break for a couple of minutes. Guys, we go to a scoreboard update. How'd you like that transition? 
It's a professional See, segment. Listen, like you've been doing this for 30 listen, years or something. No, no, no. Good. Yeah, well, <laughs> sometimes I get lucky. So <laughs> bear with us. Greg Rigstraw and I'll come back after this scoreboard update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We teased it at the top of the show. Tough news day if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan as Indianapolis gets set for the Falcons tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Christmas Eve battle in the ATL. Now, the good news, Jonathan Taylor expected to play, has not played since November the 26th against Tampa Bay due to thumb surgery. Zach Moss, though, was questionable, downgraded to out. JT's running mate in the backfield will not be there as Moss dealing with a forearm issue, but even more so, Michael Pittman, you may remember, he took that tough hit that knocked him out of the game against the Steelers. Concussion-like symptoms. He was getting ready to play. He cleared concussion protocol, but according to ESPN's Stephen Holder, Pittman arrived to Atlanta, experienced more concussion symptoms, and went back into the protocol. So he went out and then back in. No Pittman tomorrow for the Colts as the 8-6 and six Indianapolis Colts right in the middle of that AFC wildcard chase. To some high school basketball, let's check in with the North Davies tournament. It was South Knox knocking off Lagodi. 54-39 was the final. Paoli defeated Forest Park overtime game, 54-49. It was Scottsburg taking care of North Davies, 49-31. And Evansville Christian just edged Brownstown Central, 58-57 in the first place game. Evansville Christian, the champ of the North Davies tournament. Tough one for the Butler Bulldogs, falling in overtime at Providence, 85-75. Dogs are 10-3 under Thad Mata. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Greg Rakestraw, my broadcast partner. We're going to be hanging out next week, are we not? we got some work to do next week. We get back-to-back days, so you're with me at North Central, I want to say. If not with me, you're with us on ISC at North Central on Thursday afternoon. And then you and I have the Friday matinee at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum as IUPUI resumes Horizon League play uh, against Detroit Mercy. And we also get to spend time on Sunday. Yikes. <laughs> we you don't because so. that little Colts game gets in the way. So, well, that's uh, Lord true. knows I try to be in two places at one time. No, no, I understand. I I'll, you I'll, you'll be there in spirit. All right, Greg Rakestraw doing uh, double duty tonight for the ISC Sports Network at the Phil Cox Memorial Tournament in Kokomo. Kokomo wins the championship game 64-57. Let's go there, talk about uh, Flory Badunga and his teammates and how impressive they were in this win over a good Jeffersonville team. Yeah, they, they were, Bob. And, you know, they're ranked in the top ten in, in, in the AP. The coaches pulled the Sagarin. I think the numbers are 6-8-9, depending on what poll you look at. You know, they've suffered two losses, but two of the top four teams in the state in terms of Fishers and Westfield. Uh, the Westfield game back on Thanksgiving weekend, the Fishers game two weeks ago uh, at Southport Fieldhouse. And, and this is a Kokomo team that while they've got three or four key players around Flory back from last year, they, they graduate some other kids, they've got some move-ins, they're figuring it out. Two stats that jump off the page at me, I'm from the night team, but from their season in general. Kokomo is averaging just under 18 assists a game. Basically mm-hmm. two-thirds of their buckets have an assist. And oftentimes on a team with a star player, especially a post kid, you're not sharing the basketball. This team right. shares the basketball exceedingly well. 
And while Flory draws so much attention, A, it leads to open three-point shots, but he's another sizable running mate in Carson Rogers at 6'6". And, and Carson finished with 16 points tonight, uh, one of three Kokomo players in double figures. But the pieces are all seeming to click for this Kokomo team. And they'll go from one great tournament to another. They're playing in the Hall of Fame Classic next weekend, so it's Demonetics, it's Brownstown right. Central, and Brownsburg in the other game. Another kind of statewide showcase for Flory. But it, it is more than Flory and the Badunga Dares. He's got some other players on that team that can play. And even in a loaded northern half of the draw, you got to remember, Kokomo could run into whoever wins the Hamilton County sectional, which includes mm-hmm. three of the top four or five teams in the state. They could play them in the regional round. If not, it's the semi-state round. That you know, South Bend Riley could be awaiting in the semi-state mm-hmm. round. So the northern half is probably as loaded as it ever has been in 4A, and Kokomo will be just as tough of an out as anybody else in what is a very balanced 4A this, uh, this spring. Brother, you sound like you're ready for the pairing show already. <laughs> Come on now. I'm not one to fast forward past the season because it's been so fun so far. We're, we're like five weeks right. in. But, but, but right. I'm sitting here thinking about it. I've seen Fishers and they're good. I know how good Lawrence North is. I cannot right. tell you how impressed I was watching Jeffersonville the last couple of days. They, Sharon Wilkerson has, has some, some ties to his days at Indiana University. They, they play the motion offense. They move, mm-hmm. they pass, mm-hmm. they cut. They're, they're kind of a, an old school. I, I call them the YMCA champs, and that's not to be derogatory. They, they, right. They're, they're 16-year-old right. kids who play like they're in their mid-30s. They know exactly where to be. They know exactly what their teammates are going to do. They do so many little solid fundamental things well. Jeffersonville is going to be a tough out in the southern half as well. So while Kokomo won, I, I know the Jeff kids maybe don't feel great driving home and three hours of fog tonight, but, man, they're a good basketball team, and I was really impressed with them all weekend long. You were equally impressed with South Bend Riley. They beat a good yeah. young Mount Vernon team, 49-48. What a great game for the uh, third-place battle. Yeah, Riley's going to come down and do this against just like Jeffersonville. Those two teams could have easily met back-to-back games because they're both playing in the Fishers tournament next Thursday and Friday, and they drew each other in the first game of that. Uh, Riley is a team that has a largely seen drumming a bunch Peyton Baird is their leading player. Um, I think this year he's a candidate for the All-Star team. Uh, he's going to play at Bethel University. You and I know how good the Crossroads League is, and mm-hmm. you almost have to recruit at a Division One level to be successful in that league, and he is that level of kid at six foot five. Marvin Schindler hits the game-winning three with 3.1 seconds left to go. <laughs> Baird himself hit a half-court shot right before halftime, that maybe ends up deciding this one. And much like Jeffersonville can feel good in the loss, you got to remember, Mount Vernon is playing three sophomores. they got a fourth that's hurt in Lucas Ertl, who was hurt. He's the starting quarterback on the football team, one of three freshman starters on a 16-win team last year. He will come back at some point in time in late January. And I was talking to a, a buddy of mine, one of the players down at Mount Vernon, and I said, listen, you don't want to tell your kids you can just write off losses, but at the same time, they almost feel like they, get, they started zero and zero when Ertl rejoins the team because they got right. a solid eight or nine man group, and you've got a likely Division One player as a second year player that rejoins you in about three or four weeks. So the Marauders are going to be a really tough out in sectional number nine, which of course has Braylon Mullins and Greenfield Central and Donnie Bowling's Anderson team. Right, it's the reason right. why I'm so giddy for the next couple of months because I think this is a really special high school basketball season 
especially at the 4A level across the state of Indiana. You need to save some of that giddiness for the pairing <laughs> show. I mean, as as I obviously say when we do this and leading up to it, I'm just there to get you from uh, commercial to commercial. That's that's my role in life. I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm, it's it's really good. It's fun for me to sit back and watch you do all the work and and me take a lot of the credit, which is not fair i understand that but that's still how it goes bob i'm okay with that bob that's fine right i wish i had a a lot more time because i know there's this football game coming up tomorrow you you got a minute or so to tell me about the game well bob i'm on the way back from kokomo i'm gonna be in the car i'll hang till 1006 if you want me to uh, you know what, I, and I appreciate that, but you know me, I'm organized. I actually have Tom Lemming coming up at 10.05 to talk about college football. I would love wow. for you to, you, you know, you, no, seriously. This was all set up by uh, Brendan King. You know I, I, I don't – yeah, yeah, I don't. They look, you know, I don't. Well, I can organize in year thirty. Why start now? So, quick thoughts <laughs> on the football game. You just heard Brendan's update. No Michael Pittman Jr., which is kind of not expected. Jonathan Taylor comes back, but frankly, after last week with who the stars were last week, Bob, anything's possible. With this group, let's go play the game and see how it plays out. Greg Rakester, all the best at what he does. Greg, thanks. Merry Christmas to you, Amy, and the kids. Be safe, and we'll talk to you next week. See you Thursday, buddy. Thank you.